Hey everyone, welcome to The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Denham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. Hello, hi guys. It's nice to be back on the mic. I've been challenged for this whole last month to find a quiet spot and internet and charging. And so it's kind of fun when I get a day to just bang out a little work and I really enjoy that. So I'm somewhere in the outback in Oregon (laughs) at a hot springs place, which is such a cool, funky spot. And let me tell you, I was so grateful to get here last night I spent the day just kind of being evacuated from everywhere that I was in Washington and Oregon. Um, The fires just kept pushing me south, southeast. Um, First, I was around the Mount Hood area, and we got evacuated from that national park. So I ended up in Warm Springs that night and then kept going down. But, you know, everywhere there were just road blockages. So I was just spending hours and hours yesterday doing detours and a lot of driving. And Oregon is such a beautiful, diverse landscape. I mean, I started in, you know, the forested, more Portland area, and I didn't expect to be in kind of like a desert area now, but it's awesome. But yeah, I took this kind of off-road coming off of 97, um, trying to get into California, but that was not going to happen. Northern California is just literally on fire. So um, I took this kind of scenic byway, but it was like three hours of not seeing anybody, no gas stations, no water, no nothing. And I just got this like primal survival instinct yesterday. Um, and it really helped me to empathize with everybody that is literally running for their lives from these fires that actually live in the area. Um, I was meeting people on the way before I, you know, ended up in the middle of nowhere, but just talking to people as these detours were happening, hearing about their friends and family, you know, with their horses, trying to figure out where they were going to go that night. And they're really having difficulty because the camps and the shelters that they're setting up for people because of coronavirus, like are kind of derailed. So they can't have everybody nestled in together. And it's really unfortunate, especially at a time when we really need community right now. And I think if we can just practice kindness as much as we can right now, just smiling at people as you pass them, saying hi, making eye contact, I think that can be really meaningful because we're all lacking this, you know, emotional and physical intimacy right now in so many ways. And community is so important um, because it just seems like things keep happening one after the next. And I do believe that everything that's happening in the world is for our highest involvement as people and a species. And it's, you know, this shadow work that the earth is doing as well, as well as our collective consciousness. So I always believe that there is a higher purpose for the unraveling that's going on, but that doesn't mean it's not really challenging and painful sometimes. So Just a reminder to be so kind to each other because I can bet you that every single person is going through something that's really challenging right now. Puts everything into perspective of how temporary our circumstances often are and how easily things can change every day and reveal something completely unexpected. Sometimes it's miraculous and wonderful and sometimes, uh, yeah, it's a fire and it's really difficult. 
But yeah, that's kind of the update from me. And when I jump off of this podcast uh, recording, I'm going to figure out my route. I think I'm just going to avoid California until I end up pretty south, at least maybe go through Nevada. We'll see what I find. Okay, so today I wanted to talk to you guys about beauty standards and what it felt like to cut my hair really short. I have a pixie cut now, like boy, boy cut length, but I don't really want to call it boy short because hair should be gender neutral, you know? And I do feel like it's appropriate to dedicate a whole conversation uh, to hair and beauty because certain hairstyles really accompany certain adjectives. I mean, long hair really provokes the words earthy, goddess-like, feminine. Um, All the women in my family have always had just gorgeous, long, thick hair. And, you know, as women, we've always in my family kind of identified with being feminine with our hair and having this long, gorgeous hair. Um, And I had some biases toward women with short hair, you know, edgy, boyish, like maybe even lesbian. I don't know. Like that was a big block in my head before I got my hair cut. I was like, are people going to think I'm gay? And yeah, just keeping it real. So I was like, is that going to be a problem for me in my love life? Um, Well, by the way, guys, uh, this is also a blog post. So if you feel like reading or, you know, revisiting this, it's also a, a blog post. So going off of that. But anyways, I I really always considered myself to be pretty feminine by societal norms, and I have taken a lot of pride in maintaining that feminine beauty standard, Um, and it's kind of a narrow-minded view, but I modeled for a little while in college and being in the entertainment industry with music and everything, I have always really dialed up the femininity in some way. you know, to be more sensual or have more of a broader kind of sex appeal when it comes to entertainment. I think that's just at the forefront. Um, So this has really been an interesting challenge for me to reassess how I'm presenting myself to the world and what sensuality and being feminine actually means to me, regardless of my physical appearance and beauty and what that's going to feel like as my you know, physical appearance, not fades or my, my beauty won't fade or anything like that. I think people age so beautifully. Um, but as I start to maybe disassociate with physicality so much in the future, I think this is a good test to see how that's going to go. Um, but to be honest, the reason I cut my hair was because I just can't stand having it in my face. It was just such a practical reason. If you know me and hang out with me, I've always got it back, like in a bun or it's up, or I just like, it's never in my face or down only on special occasions. would I wear it down and, you know, kind of do a look, but I don't even think well with hair in my face. Like I'm always really pulling it back and everything because I feel like it clears my mind. I can't even really explain it that well. So it definitely came down to function over fashion, especially on this road trip. I was like, I can't be dealing with long hair right now. Um, Yeah, so when I hit Missoula, I was like, I'm gonna do it. And I walked into the hair salon and that is when this fear and this shame started to creep in. Um, I wasn't, you know, feeling sad about cutting my hair because I like knew that I wanted to do it and everything like that. Um, and I, I did know that it wasn't necessarily going to look good for the first week. And then I was going to have to deal with that, you know, and just let it grow out a little bit. 
uh, because I have pretty thick hair. So it was like kind of fluffy and sticking out. And um, yeah, so I was prepared for that. But I didn't expect this fear and shame to come in around my love life and revisiting, you know, some blocks and some shadow around dating. And um, honestly, I had this thought come up that's like, oh my gosh, when my ex-boyfriends or, you know, past partners see me with this short hair, they're going to laugh at me. They're going to feel like, oh my God, now I'm over her. Like, you know, and <laughs> I think we always want to be feeling like our exes, like look at us in some way or hold us in some high regard. And so it was really like a mini ego death for me. I was like, people are going to be freaked out. So, and I was like, am I ever going to date again? Are men going to even like look at me or hit on me in any way? Honestly, I usually don't think about that stuff. I am not boy crazy in any way. I just kind of let things flow, but this really triggered me. And I honestly was afraid that people would assume that I was a lesbian. So I was all of a sudden very much on the lookout for, you know, the eyes from any gender. I was like, what are people going to think of me? Um, so, you know, I had to convince myself that I was still beautiful in that moment. Um, and it did take kind of a day to process this loss of physicality and this beauty, quote unquote, um, it took a little, a little bit to mull that over because I definitely felt more like a toy soldier and a guy than a woman as I was looking in the mirror. And as much as I talked about really, you know, amping up my feminine appearance and everything, I also do have very much of a tomboy side. Um, so I definitely have both. So it kind of freaked me out to be playing more on the, the boy side, but it was really important for me to experience all of that doubt and all of that, you know, insecurity because it revealed that shadow self that really still needed love within me. Um, you know, that shadow, that inner child that felt invalidated uh, and needed to be embraced and loved unconditionally. And I think I can trace it back to being really tall as a kid growing up. Like I'm almost 5'10". So I'm tall and I was really tall when I was young and I was always taller than the boys in high school and in middle school. So I think I can date this back to these childhood memories of just always wanting to make sure that like, I was still really attracted to boys, even though I was taller than them when I was young. And I would never have dreamed of having short hair then because it would have just like added on to being really tall. You know what I mean? So um, I got to revisit some of that block, uh, those blockages from when I was a kid and, you know, reminded myself finally that we are souls having a physical experience and we're here to play and experiment so I just decided to have fun with it and mess around and like, you know, put on kind of new outfits and play with different looks um, and just <laughs> kind of be silly with it. Honestly, I was like, nobody's going to really see me and I can present myself in any way that I want on Instagram, which is a double edged sword. But I was like, let me just let myself go here and just have fun with this and I'll figure this out. I'll figure out this new mask as I get further into this. Um, and more importantly, too, was also finding women who had short hair and were very much in their feminine really helped me. So, you know, Lacey Phillips calls those people expanders, which I touch on a lot. But it really helped me to remember that there's so many 
you know, different kinds of women out there who are so in their femininity. And so then I, you know, went into, okay, how can I tap into my goddess energy and my feminine energy on another level? Like, let's get past the the mask. Let's get down to the spirit of what it means to be a woman. And I really was able to tap into that. I was like, I need to be eating more fruits, first of all. I think fruits really help women to be vital and, um, you know, energetic. And there's something about fruits. (laughs) Um, And just drinking really powerful water. I did something kind of silly, which I shouldn't recommend, but it actually was great. Um, In the Olympic Peninsula, there was this gorgeous waterfall next to my campsite and the water just looked so pristine and so clean and so cold. I was like, I have to drink it. It was like the water was calling to me. I had to drink it. So I drank like a couple gallons of that gorgeous waterfall water. And there was something about drinking that water that just made me feel so embodied and connected to that goddess energy. Um, my skin cleared up. Oh my God. It was just like whew, amazing water. So yeah, just getting down with the high vibrational foods and the spring water and doing my affirmations in the morning and stretching and appreciating my body in the mirror and loving on that feminine form has really helped me. So it's gotten me beautifully back into that space of celebrating myself and also being more accepting in places that I didn't know I wasn't being accepting enough of all different kinds of women and their individual expressions and, you know, appreciating their beauty even more. So yeah, here we are. And I'll challenge you now to think of a part of your appearance that strongly defines who you perceive yourself to be and what would happen if you lost that. Could you still love yourself and... If the answer is, eh, or I don't know, or that would make me really uncomfortable, that is right where you should dive in and start to do that inner healing work. So I love you guys so much. And let's see, what updates do I have for you? There's a new blog post up with my friend Ashley Morgan, um, all about skincare. It's amazing. I have really been trying to figure out how to help my skin, especially around my period, like the week before my skin goes insane. Like it's so bad. And I just still haven't really hacked that yet. But, um, so I really wanted to talk to Ashley about skincare as I was having this like breakout. And I was like, I need to talk to her. (laughs) And she gave some amazing advice from like home remedies and, you know, like sprays that you can make with herbs and dandelion tea and everything and lavender, which was a great recipe. Um, she talks about what changes she wants to see in the beauty industry and in the skincare industry, especially as a women, woman of color. And she also talks just about ingredients to look for, the importance of SPF. There's, I'll just let you read it. It's on the blog, helendenham.com. You can also subscribe to my newsletter there. And you can browse the podcast guests that I've had on. We've had some awesome guests on recently. And yeah, I'm posting on the blog pretty often, at least once a week. So thank you all so much for tuning in. And I will talk to you soon from the next spot.